0: hello dreamers and thinkers and welcome back to another episode of undone i am super excited about today's episode i feel like i'm super excited about a lot of episodes but i feel like in particular the ones where i get to have real life people on and we just discuss different aspects of life that maybe aren't discussed as often as they should be this is definitely one of those um on today's episode i have salome with me and just a few years ago salome was diagnosed with orthorexia um for those of you who don't know what that is it is an eating disorder that involves an unhealthy obsession with healthy eating and this one's really interesting because i feel like in all of this um our relationship with food and exercise is a very nuanced conversation and I feel like this was a really important aspect to touch on is that in our um in our plight to do the right thing and be healthy um that can also go to the extreme end and so I felt like this was a really important conversation to highlight and to have um Beck kind of touched on this area a little bit um last week but i'm super excited for you guys to hear salome's um story just to give you a precursor for next week's episode so that you come back i have auntie cora our resident in-house wise auntie back on with me and we're just going to talk through how culture affects how you relate to your body and how you relate to food Um, and how growing up in different cultures influences your relationship with food and what that looks like. Um, How your attachment style also plays into your relationship with food and how you see it. So I'm just super excited for the next two episodes. And then after that, this series will be done. So if you have any questions topics or questions that you would like me to discuss please feel free to send those in on the Instagram page it is at podcast. but um, I just want to thank you guys for listening and being supportive and sharing so much love and yeah without further ado let's get into it. Welcome Salome onto the podcast Um, to start off we're going to do what's one like scripture or quote that you like live by or always go back to.
1: Thanks for having me um one scripture that has been a thread throughout um the last few years for me has been when John the Baptist says I must uh, he must become greater I must become less um yeah I, I always come back to that just because I think that translates into a lot of areas in my life, and I always have to try to think, okay, well, how actually do I make myself become less so Mm -hmm. that Jesus can be glorified more in my life? Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm like, I need to go back and read the Gospels again, that? it's it's in John. That's all I know.
0: John 3, actually. Oh, okay. Noted. John 3. So describe your relationship, what your relationship has been like with food, like what what that means Um, to you when you think of that.
1: Okay. Um, So, my relationship with food has been quite up and down, Um, but I'll just start from the beginning. So, in my younger years going through school, I was super active and, yeah, just really loved sport and didn't really think too much about food. Um, Our family diet was quite healthy, but typical African kind of food, like meat and veg, had pizza here and there, Um, wasn't unhealthy, but wasn't, like, super Pete Evans or anything either, just typical food. (laughs) Um, but it was very healthy in the sense that dieting or diets and that kind of thing was just never spoken about in our house. Yeah. Um, to me, diets were something that celebrities did or yeah. that I read about in magazines, but it was just, wasn't something that my mom ever mentioned or even our, our bodies or weight or anything was just never spoken about. I was yeah. just so unaware of, you know, the fact that there was so much emphasis put on people's bodies. Yeah. Um, so that was me growing up and then I think in about high school, probably around year 11, I started to go through your typical teenage girl kind of stuff, or maybe a bit younger as well. Um, but I guess I just started to realise how much people valued that. Yeah. And I, I remember even finding out that boys like bums and I thought that was the weirdest thing. And I found that out in year 11. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? Like, why? That's just weird. And like... That's how, I mean, I was in year 11, that's pretty late to find that kind of stuff out, like the, the kids these days are exposed to it way earlier, Yeah. but yeah, I just mean that I was quite, um, what's the word, naive to just the, the pressure of body, like your, your physical appearance and yeah. your body shape and that kind of thing, I valued things like my grades and my personality and, and, you know, my achievement in sports so much more than all those other things. Yeah. And then in year 11, I started to realize that people actually really care about, you know, your body shape and that's why boys like you. That's why a boy likes that girl because of their A, B and C, you know, things like that. It was just really, I guess, surprising for me to learn. Um, And so then through those later years when you start being less involved with sport and your, meta- your metabolism slows down a little bit. I did naturally start <laughs> to put on a bit of weight. Um, but I was, like, super happy with that. I was, you know, getting a little bit bigger but so content. And, yeah. and I noticed that I was putting on weight but I didn't care. Yeah. Um, and especially when I started my first year of uni, I was doing zero exercise but eating the same I'd always eaten. And it was probably to the point where it was very unhealthy in the in the fact that I was eating so much junk food. Like yeah. I just love junk food. Even in you know, my later high school years, I would get a whopper every day on the way home <laughs> from school. Literally, I was obsessed with whoppers. <sighs> my mum got one one phone call from the school from any of us kids, and it was because I had ordered a pizza <laughs> in my class, and it was in my um, child studies and nutrition class, and I was like ordering this pizza during the lesson, and the teacher found out, and my mum got this phone call, and she was like, Slobik, you need to stop. <laughs> you need to relax. Was it to come to school? Oh no, I was going to go <laughs> pick it up in lunchtime. I just wanted to be prepared. I'm all about efficiency. I love that so much. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I was still eating that way and just not exercising at all, so I was putting on this weight. And then, yeah, I think it was probably um, around 2015, there was a sudden shift in In, I guess, yeah, how I felt about my body and what I was eating. So I I started, I joined a gym and I started exercising. And this little seed was sown into my mind that, um, obviously, if you're exercising, you're using the fuel in your body. Yeah. So if I eat healthier, then I'm going to use that fuel really quickly and then I'll start burning fat. Mm. Okay. And so then the next step was, okay, well, if I just eat less healthy food, then I'll be burning more fat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what if I don't have anything in my stomach and I exercise? Mm-hmm. Well, then I'll be burning the most amount of fat. Yeah. Um, and so it was just this, I guess, this realization that you know I I can lose weight really quickly if I just starve my body of fuel. Yeah. And so that's what I started doing. Um, and as soon as I, as soon as I realized I had this, it was a very sudden shift and it was a drastic shift of my thought, or my thoughts with food. You know, so I went from not not caring what I ate at all, to now everything I think about is, well, if I eat this, then I'm going to have to work out this long. Yeah. You know? And so I was, I'm very self-aware. I knew that I had developed this unhealthy kind of thought process. Yeah. And so at that stage, Ron and I had only been dating for a few months. We were doing long distance. He lived in Melbourne. I lived in Adelaide. Ron's my husband, for those who don't <laughs> know. Um, and I even told him while we were doing long distance, I was like, hey, I think I've got this weird thing happening with food. Like, I think I'm... Just keep an eye on me. I think I might be developing some unhealthy habits. I was very aware. yeah. I
0: was like, oh my gosh, that's such yeah. a like brave thing to say to someone. Yeah,
1: and I, I guess I just, I had seen some people around me who had had very severe eating disorders, and this was nothing like that. And I was just yeah. trying to be healthy. Yeah, you know, that's what I was telling myself. But I also was pretty scared of, I don't know. I, I just knew, you know, that it's a slippery slope once you start.
0: Mm. Um,
1: and so then. Fast forward um, to when I moved to Melbourne. It had only just gotten more and more severe as it went on. So from basically from around 2015 to 2018, so it was about three years, that whole entire time I was trying to get back to my normal self. So I knew that I was really unhealthy and I I didn't want to think about food, but for me it was I was a slave to being 100% healthy all the time. So, for example, I would not eat a gram of sugar. I would not eat a single bite of sugar. Um that was kind of like my Achilles heel. I would eat sometimes Generally. <laughs> <laughs> I would sometimes eat pizza and like sometimes eat chips and things like that, but for me sugar was like the devil. Like I could not touch it. Um wow. there was even one time early on in our relationship again, early 2016, I went to South Africa with Ruan's family and when we got there, we were having this big family celebration of, oh, like, like you know, it. yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Um, and they brought out these Lindor chocolates. And they, um, the uncle offered me one. And I was like, oh, no, thank you. I always just said, no, I'm fine, thanks. Whenever anyone offered me desire to say, oh, no, I'm okay, thanks. And then they all said, no, have one. And so I felt so awkward, I had to take yeah. one. But I was filled with so much anxiety over this one chocolate. Wow. And so I was just sitting there and I was just holding it in my hand. And Ruan knew that, you know, I was struggling and stuff. But there were sometimes where he would help me and he'd go, it's okay, I'll eat it. But sometimes yeah. he would say, no, you need to eat this. Like, yeah. You know, and so he, th- that was one of those moments where he just kind of ignored it and he's like, no. But then um Ruan's sister saw how anxious I was and so she took it off me and she just like ate it in one bite. And I was yeah. so thankful for her doing that like I, I was so thankful but it's just crazy that i couldn't eat this one chocolate bit of chocolate yeah. to celebrate us being with each other
0: yeah
1: um but there was a lot of moments like that where we would go out for my birthday and someone would shout me a drink but it was too sugary so i'd have yeah. to manipulate the room and pretend that i was drinking this drink and it was it's, consuming it's
0: insane yeah
1: but then again i would eat a bag of brainwaves and, then, and, that and that was it was so, okay. <laughs> but then if I did do that, or if I did have a bite of, um, a bite of sugar or something, I would annihilate myself at the gym the next day. Like yeah. I would absolutely punish myself. So if I had had the night before like Nando's or something, the next day I would sprint 10Ks on the treadmill. Oh my and it was to the point where people who worked at jets literally came up to me and they were like, "Are you training for an event? Like you are sprinting." For an hour. And I was like, no, no, I just like being fit, you know? Yeah. But, like, they thought I was, like, this elite sprinter because I was just working so hard every day because I, I had to make up for that, that bite that I had yeah. had, you know, two days before. And so I went from eating whatever I wanted and not really respecting the fact that my body needed nutritious food Yeah. to now I could tell you everything I had eaten for the last three days, every bite I had had for the last three days, I could recite it for you.
0: Um, Where did you get the idea that
1: sugar was
0: like the bad guy
1: um uh, honestly I think it was um I think it was Pete Evans to be honest <laughs> I think oh, like... he did like the whole like no refined is he the one yeah. who's done the no refined sugar no diet? that's that's Sarah Wilson okay um and so I'd heard of that but then I went on the paleo diet um, and so the paleo diet is just yeah. anything um Natural, like, yeah, yeah. So if you can find it on the earth, you can eat it. Obviously, yeah. sugar is refined and everything, so you can't eat it. But I would have honey and natural sugars. Yeah, but just no refined sugar. I don't know where. I think it was just a lot of researching of what what's the most addictive part of unhealthy eating? Sugar. Sugar is super addictive. Yeah. So it's like, if I don't eat sugar at all, I know that that puts on a lot of calories, and I know it's addictive. So yeah. the longer I go without it, the longer the easier it gets to go without it.
0: Yeah. You know, and so
1: then natural sugars in fruit and things like that did become so much sweeter. Yeah. And so I honestly didn't want sugar. Yeah. You know, and so people would look at me and go, oh, my gosh, you've got such good self-control. Yeah. And I did, but it was also an addiction. Yeah. You know? I was also a slave to not having sugar. Yeah. So.
0: That's so interesting. Oh, my gosh. Um, what... Well, I've got two parts, actually. What made you want to do the paleo diet? Mm -hmm. And um, earlier you said something about how you had seen it can become a slippery slope Mm. for people. Um, And even up until now, have you ever seen anyone who's managed to get, like, that balance in terms of not obsessing but, like, Mm. keeping it... A balanced lifestyle. Because everyone speaks of like a balanced diet, balanced whatever. But
1: what does that mean? Yeah, what what does that mean? How do you get there? Yeah. Um. So the first question. Why? Why did I do paleo? Yeah. Um. So I chose. Well, I was interested in the paleo diet because for me it wasn't as constricting in that they say that you can eat as much as you want. Yeah. It just should be natural foods yeah. because our ancestors and cavemen and all mm. those things, that's what they lived on, you yeah. know. And so back back in those days, there was no such thing as obesity and diabetes and all those yeah. things because, you know, you weren't eating refined food. It was just, you just know, natural the, the natural beautiful yeah. food that God's provided us on the earth. So that's why I started it. And also I kept going with it because – I was losing a lot of weight very quickly, yeah, you know, so um, not only, you know, was I researching a lot about the benefits, but I was also getting validated from everyone around me, going, you look so good, yeah. you're so skinny, you look so beautiful, I can see you're glowing, you know, Yeah. Um, and so that's that was another, uh, as well as, you know, having all the addictiveness of disordered eating and, like, the mental drain of that was also this other side of like I I was getting so much validation and from from the Christian people in my life you know people who are who I really respect are telling me all the time how good I looked yeah and so more and more emphasis I think was I I was placing more and more emphasis on how I looked and and I felt that my worth was increasing the skinnier and healthier I was becoming yeah oh Beck and I spoke about
0: that in the episode I did with her and Mm. she was talking about how um she's conscious of how she compliments people Mm. because she's like, I'd rather compliment you on something that's like substantial than complimenting on your physique. And I was like, I've noticed recently and like the last year or two, I've just stopped complimenting people on their physique unless I know what, like what your journey has been on that. Even if I notice a difference, I won't compliment it because I'm like, I don't know what could be Mm. behind the scenes and I don't want to feed into anything, totally. and so I'm like, I'd rather be like, Oh, have you been like exercising more? What have you been doing? Yeah. Like, tell me more. And she's like, Her question, her go to question is like, Oh, like, tell me how does that make you feel? Like, do you mm, feel like sustainable? Like, how's that. that going for you? And I was like, oh, That's no, super no, it's helpful,
1: keeping that. yeah, because totally, even so, I kind of got out of all of this stuff around the end of 2018, so like when we got married, maybe a few months before that. And so, I was on this journey for three years of trying to put on weight, like, I was, I had this goal in mind of trying to put on weight yeah all I wanted was to get above this certain weight on the scales um and I had people like praying for me and like that was my goal and so then people praying for you to put on weight yeah totally (laughs) and um yeah but I would still have people coming up to me being like you're so skinny and I'm like "Mm, I know I know that's not a compliment to me yeah and also you're so skinny a lot of this is genetics yeah. My mum is a twig. A yeah. lot of how I look is has nothing to do with what I'm doing. It's completely yeah. out of my control. Yeah. So the fact that you're highlighting something in me that's so yeah, like there's no substance. Yeah, it's, so <laughs> it's like I did nothing for this. So thanks. You know, like, I'll take it. Sure. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think. In that time when people were giving me those compliments of, oh, you're so skinny, you look so good, they had no idea that they were doing so much damage to me. Yeah. Because I was trying to get my mind off of my body. I didn't want to think about it. But every time someone tells, told me things like that or mentioned my way or just mentioned, like, my skinny legs or my skinny arms, oh my God. it was just another hour of me thinking about it, yeah. you know? And I just – it was really – it was just creating a lot of setbacks in my recovery.
0: Yeah. Oh, have you ever Or found- mm-hmm like seen anyone who has a balance in terms of
1: health mm. and fitness and whatever. Um, I have heaps mm. of people in my world that I look up to because of their balance. Um, mm. One particular friend that I have is Alicia. She, I studied podiatry with her. She might have listened to this <laughs> podcast. Um, she's always been like super healthy. She's vegan. She's yep. you know loves her food, but she everything is in balance for her. So yeah. she runs and stuff and she exercises, but if she misses a day, That's fine. Like she would never plan her day or miss out on anything because, oh, no, I don't get to exercise or something like that. Um, And so it's been really – I felt very privileged um, having her beside me as I've gone through this. Um, But I think now now I've I've found that balance. So now I'll exercise most days, but I can also go on my honeymoon for two weeks and not care that I can't exercise. Yeah. You know, like I remember when I was in that – in that um, phase of really struggling, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to hide this from my kids. You know, I'm, wow, I'm going to have to hide this from my teenage girls. I don't want to put this on them. That's how hopeless I was. I never thought I was going to get better.
0: My goodness. I thought that this was
1: going to be me forever because I could not see a way out. Like I was just like, this is it, you know, and I worked at Jeans West at the time, (laughs) random, but um, I remember a girl came in at one point and she was looking at the maternity jeans and she saw that one of the, jeans were size six yeah and she she said oh my gosh I can't believe they even sell this in a size six who's going to be size six when they're pregnant and I was just thinking I'm, I'm going to be a size six I, I know yeah excuse me I'm going to be a size six you know and at that stage that was like 10 years away but that's how how long term I was thinking that I was going to be in this issue even though yeah. I didn't want to be in it I was still kind of planning to still
0: be profit
1: off of this disordered eating yeah um but now it's just so different. Like, oh, I can't even tell you the freedom that I feel. I, I eat what I want to eat when I want to eat it. Yeah. I exercise when I want to, not because I have to, but because I enjoy exercise. Yeah. Um, I think that you always have to be, I guess, aware of your relationship with food and with exercise because I think it's a slippery slope for anyone, to be yeah. honest. And I think your your mindset's really important. So even if your behaviour hasn't changed, mm-hmm. I think you need to be aware of your mindset. So I'm constantly checking in on that and yeah. I'm really lucky to have a husband who, you know, gives me the hard word when he needs to, will yeah. tell me, no, slimy, eat the Whopper. <laughs> <He's> like, relax. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm super thankful for where I'm at now. So what changed? Like what flicked the switch? Mm. Um... A lot of prayer. Um, yeah. So what it really was, well, yeah, a lot of prayer and a lot of input from other people. So it actually got to the point where my old, my middle sister sat me down and she called an intervention. So I had been living in Adelaide and then I moved to Melbourne. So my sister my sister had also moved to Melbourne like three, uh, two or so years before. So when she left our family home, I was in that phase of eating pizza and everything yeah. every day. So then when I moved to Melbourne and I was in the midst of it, it was like traumatic for her to see. It was just shocking the contrast of who I was before. Um, And I actually asked her to send a message of what it was like for her to watch me go through this. So I'll just read that. So she said, I guess everyone's experience is different, but for me I started to notice that Salome had a problem when when she slowly began to almost fade away. The Salomi I knew, my sister had changed, not just physically but emotionally and spiritually. She became less of herself, gradually disappearing more and more until it was like I couldn't even reach her and I had always been able to reach her before that. I think that's when I noticed that she was listening to the voice of disordered eating more than her own true voice and more than the voices of her loving loving and close family. Try not to cry. Watching her journey through the pain and heartache as she fought to find healing and wholeness was scary and... Oh don't you cry as well <laughs> Oh my gosh was scary and emotional. I was desperate for her to walk her path and find what you might have to edit a few of these Oh my gosh. I was desperate for her to walk her path and find her way back to herself. It was ter It was terrifying to think of what she may be like if that didn't happen. It was extremely emotional to see her take more and more steps towards herself towards wholeness, and still to this day I'm filled with nothing but pride for the way she navigated her way to happy, full, and true slimy. Oh, gosh. That was so beautiful. Oh, so she, me and Eliza, um, my sister, we're like best friends. We're super, yeah. super close. And so she sat me down at one stage and she just said, I had not spoken to her about anything. I ruined the all about it and a few people I'd spoken to, but it had never been spoken out loud. Mm. And she said to me, Salome, how are you going with food? And I was just, it just like hit me like a train. And I just said, what do you, what do you mean?" And she just said, and she's a psychologist as well. So she's uh, like, I see, you You know, and she just, she just asked me, she wasn't accusing or anything like that. She just asked me. And I think the more I spoke, the more I unraveled this, you know, hard exterior of I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Yeah. Like it's health, it's fitness. It's definitely, this is what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Um, And so through that conversation, I decided, okay, I'm going to go and see a nutritionist Mm -hmm. because up until that point, so yeah, Mm -hmm. I should be clear as well. I never, um, you know, suffered with bulimia or anything like that. I was Mm -hmm. just super, super healthy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, and I exercised a lot. So on paper, that's that's what everything, everyone is promoting. Yeah, Yeah, that's what the health and fitness industry is promoting. You know, eat well and exercise and that's health. Mm -hmm. That's what I was doing. But... I was actually suffering from orthorexia. Do you know what that is? Uh, it's yes, okay, this is the term I was
0: looking for. I randomly found it on a YouTube video and I was uh. like, what is this new eating disorder? And it's mm. like
1: where you take health and fitness to the like extreme level yeah. and it becomes like obsessive kind of. Literally, yeah. So it crosses over a little bit into um, anorexia and into OCD as well. Yeah. So there's a few different facets of it, but yeah, up until that point, I honestly I was just telling myself, no, I'm I'm health I'm just being mm. healthy. You guys are all the unhealthy ones. Yeah. You guys shouldn't be eating sugar. That yeah. one bite of sugar is going to kill you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I just said after that conversation, I'm gonna go see a nutritionist and give her all of the information. Yeah. And if an expert tells me you've got a problem, then I've got a problem. You know? yeah. I you know, I was studying podiatry, I was you know, studying science. So I, I believe in science and in evidence yeah. and I, I respect, you know, the experts in their fields. So I went to see um, a friend of my sister actually. And I, I had to send her everything I ate for three days. Yeah. So I did that, and I went to that appointment, and she just like she had a meeting with her supervisor and came back, and she just said, "Looks like me. I'm I'm really concerned, you know, yeah. for this and this and this reason." And I was just sitting there like, "Oh my gosh!" I, like yeah, I what? <laughs> <laughs> Like I had known that I was kind of dabbling in maybe being. Having disordered eating, but I never would have said I've got an eating disorder. I yeah. never would have said those words. But after that I was like, no, I've got a legit problem. I I need, I need to let people in and not just speak about it to Ruan. Like he's doing he did a great job, but yeah. I needed accountability in my you know, with my family, with a few different friends. I needed people around me. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we went, had that appointment, came back, had a meeting with my sister, her husband, and Ruan. And we all just spoke about it. We spoke about what we we're gonna to do to help me. Yeah. Oh and um oh my gosh. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um and we they were just super loving and um they laid hands on me and, and prayed for me and they they just supported me and I guess journeyed with me. Yeah. Um until recovery, so I think, that was, I think that was the switching point was, I think, shedding light on it yeah. to people in my world. So, yeah. it's, I mean, it's biblical. If you keep things in darkness, it would just fester. Yeah. Exactly. And so the devil was just taunting me so much. And, and as soon as it was out in the open and people knew about it and we could have open conversations and not skirt around this, yeah. you know, this elephant in the room that everyone knows about but no one's saying. Yeah. Um, I think I experienced a lot of freedom through that. Um, so what would you say are like
0: your principles now that guide your um, your view around health and fitness.
1: Mm. Mm. Principles. Um, I like that. Question. Or like
0: philosophies. I don't know.
1: Mm. Mm. Um. That's a good question. <laughs> I, <laughs> I not can... <laughs> Um, I guess I I always just try to be. You know, the best version of myself, and I, I always want to view my my physical appearance as secondary to what's happening on the inside. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't really even think about it, to be honest. I'll, to be careful with, you know, not slipping back into old habits. I'll, I'll treat myself, you know, very regularly and things like that. Um, so I make sure that I've got a balance in terms of, you know, have dessert, you know, enjoy food. Yeah. The thing with all of this, you know, this whole journey with food and anyone who's got disordered eating, it is so isolating. Yeah, you know, it's so much of our community happens around food. A mm-hmm. whole day is kind of around Let's go to food. coffee. Let's yeah. go to dinner. Let's do brunch. Come over and we'll have cheese and wine. Yeah, so literally, like celebrations happen around food. Everything. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, like it was just so isolating, and I was just eighty oh, percent of my thought process was going towards food, and that mm-hmm. only left twenty percent to study and focus on relationships and that and that kind of stuff. So, I think now. I mean, I I prioritise exercise and I enjoy eating healthy, but that is not at all my priority. That is not the reason I'm here. And I think think now I've just got a great understanding of my identity, you know, and what actually matters. Um, I don't even know if I answered your question.
0: No, yeah, that was good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, Okay, now I like this one. What advice would you give young girls?
1: Mm. Hmm. What advice would I give young Saloni? <laughs> I would say, I mean, not even just for younger girls, just for humans, is just to be careful of who you let stick into your life. Um, yeah. So, what are you listening to? Like, what are you focusing on? Who are you following on social media? What? Yes. What influences are you following? Look at look at their lives and their priorities and what their foundation is built on and if that doesn't align with who Jesus has called you to be or if that's conflicting with the truth of what God's saying about you, then yeah. get out of there. Like, yeah, it is, I think it's as simple as like flee in the opposite direction because oh, we are so bombarded with information and messages. Society as a whole is already telling us that our worth is found in our appearance. Yeah. You know, as in we get that from media, from movies, from all those other sources We don't need to be putting people in our immediate sphere who are doing that as well. Yeah. And that might mean, you know, having some hard conversations with your best friends and going, hey, you know, when you mention my A, B and C, it's actually, it it makes me focus too much on that area of my body and it's not helpful, you know. Or unfollow some accounts on Instagram. We are so in control of those things. I think sometimes we're like, oh, no, Instagram, it's all these influencers that's unhealthy for me. We'll do something, yeah. you know. I'm all about prayer, and of course, like Jesus transformed me 100. Yeah. I'm I'm whole today because Jesus transformed my mind. But there was also some practical things that I did, yeah. which made that journey so much easier. Yeah. Actually, let's get into it. what were the practical things. Okay, so, um, I think yeah. So it was literally just I I wouldn't run. So at that point, I was running 10ks every day, yeah. maybe up to 15 or five. So then I've said, well, no, I have to do half of that. Yeah. Or um, I have to go, like, two weeks of that exercise or something like that. So I, I just looked at, like, the amount I was exercising. If that wasn't considered healthy by, you know, who, then, yeah. well, I shouldn't be doing it. So um, I, I physically cut down on the exercise I was doing. I also changed some of the exercise I was doing. So a lot of what I was doing was purely um, calorie-burning kind yeah. of workout. So. I did a bit of research on that and cut a lot of that out, Um, and then I I asked people around me, I asked Ruan and my sister and, you know, some friends and family, I said, if you see me not eating something that you think that I can eat, Mm -hmm. you know, can you, like, you're going to have to nudge me a little bit, and you go, no, summer, you can eat that, and there is a fine line between that, because for a little while, I, I felt that I was making a lot of breakthrough in this whole area but people were kind of keeping me there and so you know people were reminding Um, me a lot of oh no you should eat this like sometimes I just feel like a salad and it's okay for me to eat a salad you know yeah so I think have some good conversations with people around you and and just say what's going to be helpful for you and where and how you actually want them to speak into this area yeah like if you want them to give you a hard word when they need to then you have to accept when they, they do, do that. They get, you know, so when like, ow, that was attacking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so offended, we're not friends. So when Ruan said to me, Sloby, um order a pizza tonight, I had like even though my my mind was screaming no, I just had yeah. to go no, you know, the heart is deceitful, I'm gonna listen to Ruan. I've we've prayed that, you know, Ruan would have discernment in when to push me. I, I have to trust God that this is you know, this yeah. is healthy, I need I need to do this. Yeah. You
0: know? Um so you mentioned a lot about like Community was what helped you, mm. um, but community was also, like, the thing that made it really difficult when you were in it because it mm. was, like, a lot of events are around food. Yeah. So one of the things that you have noticed that, and we kind of touched on it before, that mm-hmm. um, communities do, whether it's, like, I don't know, uni friends, just friendship circles, family, mm-hmm. church friends, that kind of thing, that feed into things like this. Mm. Um, and then what are things that we can do better
1: I love that. Um so some really un unhelpful things I think in this this society, but also I just want to preface that like a lot of the things said to me that were really damaging were from Christian people. Like mm-hmm. I think as Christians we need to be so much better in this area. You yeah. Know? Like we say that, you know, our, our identity is in Jesus and beauty's from the inside. Mm. But God cares about the heart. Yeah. yeah, but 95% of the compliments we give are appearance-based. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels so intimate to give a compliment on someone's character or, yeah. or someone's, you know, someone's passions or mm. some gifts that they have. But we mentioned someone's weight and how skinny they are so quickly. It's, yeah. it's completely upside down. Like, that's a really cute outfit. Oh, girl, look at
0: your makeup. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah, so I just think we need to be mindful of that. Some unhelpful, uh, yeah, unhelpful things as well. I think, I think just putting so much emphasis on the exterior, like we've just been speaking about it, but I don't know, just if, when you think about what you like in someone, you never think about their exterior. You're always thinking about their character, they're funny. Mm. So tell them those things. Yeah. Tell your friends what you actually like about them, you know, and I doubt that the first thing you're going to say is, oh, I love your hair. You know, it's not that those things don't matter. You know, in the Bible, beauty was mentioned and, Mm. you know, jewellery and all those things were mentioned, but they weren't the priority. They were always secondary to the person's heart and the person's character. So we should just try to lift those things up and and shine light on those areas in a person. And then I think naturally you prioritise your body and how you look so much less, Yeah. you know. Um, So I think that would be really helpful. I think just being careful around... How people speak about eating disorders, or I don't know, even just people's eating habits. Like, I so much conversation is around people's latest diets or people's mm, latest eating or like yes. I don't know, like it's just so unimportant. Yeah, but I I do not like we shouldn't care so much about what someone's what someone else is eating or what that girl is eating. She's just started this diet. Maybe I should do that. Yeah. You know, the thing is, we all have such different bodies. If we ate the same way for a year, we'd, we'd still have completely different bodies. Yeah, 100%. You know, so I just think it's not helpful to ask people, like, what diet are you on? Or, like, how are you eating lately? What have you cut out? What have yeah. you cut out that's giving you results? You know, because there's no one size fits all. No, there isn't. And also, these are, like, the things that when
0: – but no matter what the relationship is, when you're going through, like – a rough patch you're not thinking Mm. oh I should really focus on making this work because she's so pretty yeah (laughs) that's not what's important to you you care about the character you're like oh I still love this person because of this characteristic and so I'm appreciated that and I'm gonna keep working through it with that
1: um yeah I think I think all in all what really I think what's kept me healthy so there was a there was probably about a year or so where I was recovering and I was recovered but I was still kind of, you know, in there. Yeah. And I think what changed for me in that period of time was the fact that I just, that Bible verse that I mentioned at the start, um, I really wanted that to be true in my life. And in that Bible verse, first it says, he must become greater, I must become less. So mm. when he becomes greater in your life, when he becomes bigger, you naturally become less, Yeah. You know? And and so I started focusing on getting to know God, getting to know his character and not just knowing about him and knowing about his character, but knowing him, you know. Yeah. And naturally when you get to know your maker, your identity becomes so much more solid in what he says about you yeah. and in what he deems important. So all these things become, they just naturally become transformed, you know. Yeah. Um, it really was a renewing of my mind, like, as I got to know God again and, and started pursuing him and literally giving this issue to him, praying every day, God, help me to not think about food today. Help mm-hmm. me to have a healthy mindset. You know, it's a weird thing to pray, but. It's really a really vulnerable one. thing to pray
0: because yeah. it's like, it's one of those ones where you feel like it's like not an important prayer. Yeah. But it's like, that's to be vulnerable, so vulnerable that you're like, God, I know you so many other people, like people come to your prayer requests. <laughs> yeah. like, I just really need you to help me not think about food today. Yeah, because it's like that's what I'm needing from you, and I'm trusting that you will mm. supply that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's so true. There's there's certain things that you just think, oh, God does not care about this. You know, like yeah, he yeah, he's got bigger things. So I should be praying for my salvation, or, <laughs> or, or thanking him for grace, or praying for so-and-so but the truth is God mourns with us when we mourn you know he he was crying with me when I was crying he so cares about those things and the devil comes to destroy our peace destroy our identity in God anything that's bringing you down and you know taking away your peace taking away your confidence that's that's spiritual and that's from the devil and so praying over those things is what what made the difference for me, you know. Yeah. I, I completely believe that God was the one that transformed me and renewed my mind, and he He does that daily. I, I still have to be careful of this stuff, and I still have to, you know, pray about it and stuff. But yeah. um, I guess, yeah, when your foundation's solid in who he is, then the devil doesn't have a hold.
0: Yeah. I love
1: that. <laughs> I wanted to end, like as you are talking,
0: I was like, I really want to
1: end the um,
0: podcast differently to how I usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, so background story we go to church together mm-hmm. and we've like had I feel like we've had a few conversations together but we've never had like a perfect, no. conversation yeah. um but there's like so much that I think of when I see you but I like never tell you oh. so this is what
1: we're doing <laughs> <laughs> Um
0: but like I feel like the, okay the first thing I'm gonna have to try and make this coherent but the mm-hmm. first thing I think of when I think of you is that like you're just like ball of light like you're just so radiant and so like attractive in that sense in that you Mm -hmm. just seem like a really loving person and like high energy but also I think of um and is it emotionally there's this book called emotionally healthy
1: spirituality
0: Mm -hmm. And I haven't read it yet the means to read it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like the title. But like I think of that when I think of you as well is that not only are you focused on God and becoming who he has called you to be and being in better relationship with him, but like you're focused on being like emotionally healthy at the same time and how that feeds into your spirituality and how that feeds into how you love mm. people. And also just really love how you look at the world, like how you just like critique everything.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I like this. I like I like your mind. I like what you think. Oh, thank you. That's really yeah. nice. I, I agree. I I learn a lot from your podcast even. Like I, I think it's amazing what you're doing. I've learned so much through the how many episodes, not even that many, but yeah, like I just think it's so cool that you've stepped into, you know, God's calling on your life and you're using your voice in a in a dark world. You're you're shining God's light. I think that's awesome.
0: And that wraps up this episode. So Lomi and I had so much fun. After that was, like, after we switched off the mic, we just continued to speak for, like, hours more. Um, and we, <laughs> I wish I had recorded that conversation, too, because we just touched on so many different things. Um, but, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoyed that. I hope you guys got something out of that. I hope it gave you something to think about in terms of, like, whether you have someone in your own world that you feel might be um, facing unhealthy habits or mindsets when it comes to food and exercise or even if it's just you realizing oh wait hold up wait a minute i have been having some unhealthy thoughts when it comes towards xyz um but yeah i'll see you guys next week